Hey there, meddlers. I have a couple little announcements before we get going. At first, we don't say this to you often enough, but thank you. Thank you all very much for listening. Seeing you hang with us is very special, and it means a lot. Now, if you do have a moment to happen to leave a review or share a link, we'd be very grateful for that as well. And it would help us reach some other folk, but just being here is plenty. And we're very appreciative. Second, we are going to be taking a very brief break from Brindlewood Bay to record a New Year's Eve special actual play adventure using Kids on Bikes. I imagine that hearing Holland, Willow, and Mary play teenagers in the mid-80s will be entertaining. All of those episodes will be released in December, and we will get back to the Mavens in January. There will also be a brief bonus episode this month where I talk uh, for a bit about the experiment of moose murders and a few other Brindlewood Bay thoughts and ideas that I've been wanting to find a venue to talk about. All that's going to be in the bonus episode, and more. It does feel like we have passed the halfway point in the Dark Conspiracy campaign. Early on, we did make the decision to slow down the campaign a little bit by tweaking one of the rules in order to make it harder for them to find void clues. The rules say that the Mavens should have 15 void clues before the end game really kicks in. But, beginning with the next mystery, we are tweaking that rule back in the other direction, so void clues should come a little more frequently. Almost as though the game was designed to do that, so we're going to go back to that. So what mysteries are we going to be doing next on the show? What's going to be coming up? I'm going to tell you about that in the bonus episode. And I did mention that there would be an announcement in that as well, right? It's a good one. You'll like it. In the meantime, thank you again. Your listenership means a lot to us. So may all of your days be merry and bright. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan. And I'm not really sure how I'm feeling about birthdays or magic shows anymore, but... I'm pretty glad that Moose Murders is at least behind us, and I have a murder-free vacation in the future. Definitely murder-free. Definitely. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger. After the, you know, the week, the, the month, the year we've had, I'm ready to just forget your troubles. Come on, get the heck out of Dodge and, like, you know, have, a, have an actual vacation for once. <sighs> No murder. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, the town menace, recent communicator with the void, question mark. Uh, and she desperately needs a vacation from all the death and stuff. We need a not mysterious, super fun vacation filled with fun, and I cannot stress this enough, no murder. My name is Jonah Knight, and welcome to Roll to Metal. This is part four, the finale of Moose Murders. It's a big old supersized episode with a bunch of goofy stuff. So let's just... Okay? Let's go. The camera floats over our island of Brindlewood Bay with a wide shot. We see the harbor, busy with tourists, the downtown, busy with tourists, and some of those northern, quieter roads, a little busy with tourists. And the camera turns, faces over the St. Lawrence River, and starts to move towards the banks of New York State. The camera continues 
over some farms, some rural towns. And then we see it. For the first time, we see our mavens outside of Thousand Island Park on the mainland. Just past Syracuse, going east on I-90, is Ringo. And the camera moves to inside the car. We see our mavens, maybe still a little bit glassy-eyed. And there is a silence. Until... You say silence. I just, I just want everyone to know that we are blasting music. Not like we, we, we might not time. be talking, but blasting, blasting music. What are we blasting specifically on repeat? The most 1950s, 1960s summer classics. Uh, mostly 1960s. I'm thinking Beach Boys. I'm thinking maybe some Mamas and the Papas sprinkled in there. I'm thinking uh, Herman's Hermits. I'm into something good. That kind of vibe. Um, just deliberately and maliciously positive summer music. That's a good vibe. Spiteful positivity. Yeah, spite gets you a long way. Mm -hmm. So who finally breaks the spoken silence? Oh my God, I can't stand this. <sighs> Birdie, I love your playlist. Love it. It's It's picking up some good vibrations. But like, are we going to talk about any of this? I do I mean, feel like we have a lot to unpack. I don't think there's anything to talk about. I think everything's fine and totally normal and definitely don't see like elongated shadows all the time now. Everything's fine. <laughs> elongated shadows. I don't see any. You guys good? We're good. I think I need to turn the music up. Okay. Probably, but. I mean, we did kind of just like hightail it out of the theater as soon as the show closed. I didn't get much of a chance to pack, but I mean, I do always have a vacation go bag. So, so here we are. Yeah, I mean, I think we're due for a vacation. We've been working really hard on the show and like, you know, the other stuff that we do. And I just think, you know, getting out of Brindlewood Bay for a little bit, a little vacation, isn't going to hurt anybody. I think it's going to be great. Nobody's positive. getting hurt. Nobody's yeah. getting hurt. Yeah, no this, murder. This is a great no, time to no distance ourselves from that. That whole mess. Yeah. Yeah. No murder. No, no moose. moose. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about the show, though. I mean, I feel I, like we haven't had a chance to like do a talk back on like how that shit went down. It 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 did go down. Um it was pretty I'm still wild. processing, honestly, still kind of reeling from the whole ordeal. It took some turns that uh, I I wasn't expecting, but I just I can't believe we got through it. It's wild. The plan was created, amended, abandoned, reinstated so many times I lost track. Yeah. I think we were doing good until the point that the set started falling. Obviously, no fault of Caliban's. We we know we know nefarious purposes were were made. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, nefarious choices were made um, in yeah. that. Not Caliban's fault at all. Not not um, not even a little bit. I do think it's very interesting that that happened like a lot faster than we thought it was going to, though. But it, it happened. It didn't. It didn't flow. It did not. The flood did, though. That, it, you know, 
that was a lot of electrical equipment. Yeah, I mean, it was um, a minor flood. Yeah. um, Should we have stayed to clean that up? No, we're fine. No. (laughs) No, we we just, they can handle that. We did our part. We tried. And the camera cuts to a flashback of everybody at Georgie's house waking up for breakfast the day of the show. This was probably the time that you were getting ready to go over the first plan mm-hmm. for the performance. But first things first, what are you having for breakfast? Not scones. Mm-mm, not scones. Georgie made an assortment of muffins. Oh, It's just muffins then. Just muffins and plenty of coffee. I don't think anyone, uh, the rest of us don't cook. Yeah. I, I think Bertie probably did like a stop by um, to grab a bunch of coffee from coffee and maybe was so tired. She didn't even have like a stare down with Rowan or maybe Rowan wouldn't be working. I know she's in the show. That day, yeah. if she's Rowan in the was show. not there. Rowan wasn't oh, there. Perfect morning. Wonderful <laughs> morning. Got all the coffee I needed with all of the fixings. Today is going to be a great day. Everything is going to go fine. We've got Georgie's muffins. We have coffee. We have a plan for once. So what is the plan that you discuss over muffins and coffee? That is such a good question, Jonah. Um. Well, um, Renette is uh, going over the footage of the play that they recorded um, just a couple days ago, um, making sure that it runs smoothly, the footage. Um and that there's no continuity errors that uh, the dramatists could possibly catch while they are backstage watching this instead of the actual performance. So yeah, just going through it, making sure the timing lines up with our most recent uh, rehearsal time. So yeah, it's going to be fine. Okay, so our goal then is we have to keep Gary in the back watching in the green room watching the pre-recorded play that was produced as written while our better version Mm -hmm. goes on uh live outside so i literally nothing can go wrong nothing absolutely nothing i we i think maybe we should have a few like backup options or you know pre-canned lies for how to keep gary Back in the green room. I was thinking we just like lock the door and say that it accidentally locks sometimes. And we're like, oh shit, I I need to go find the keys. Oh no, the keys are the wrong ones. I'm going to have to go across town and get those keys from my house and unlock you. You might as well enjoy the show and all the snacks we provided for now. Um, yeah, make sure there's plenty of snacks. Okay, so I'll put together a basket of snacks from the snack bar. And some of these muffins maybe? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an array of treats. Yes. So should we choose the most personable or the least personable of us to interact with him? Because if we want to irritate him so much that he's not focused, I totally have that doubt. But like, if we want him to actually like us, it's got to be one of you two. <laughs> I, I I don't think it should be me. I think um, with the amount that I've been entrenched in the, you know, in the in the production of this, I should be, you know, on the floor, helping, helping the actors working with the running crew, making sure everyone hits their beats. I'm not part of the 
production itself. So I'm happy to run interference with Gary. Um, I'm part of the hospitality team anyways. Yeah. So that's totally fine. Great. And I will wrangle the actors and make sure that none of them um, are snitches. I think that's going to be our biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like most most of them are like above board and they're like chill with this. But I feel like a couple of them are a little bit too like goody two shoes tattletale And I don't want them trying to like get one up with the dramatist guild by like ratting us out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's paranoia, but like. You're talking about Flossie? Yes, obviously I'm talking about Flossie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we it could got, be other people too. I think but. I think we need you specifically to keep an eye on Flossie. My favorite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to burden you with this, but I think you're the one best equipped to handle <laughs> keeping Flossie in check. I feel like it's just her and that like one nine year old. What's yeah, her name Lily. again? Lily. Lily. But you see, but you know, I, I every I, time. Yeah, but you see, I talked it over, and she. Wouldn't I, I mean she's you know professional actor and such. I've worked with plenty of child actors. Oh my god. Um but you know, I talked it over with her. I don't think she'll be an issue because you know she's you know working on making it big and if she and if the dramatist guild, you know, takes us down, uh then that w- that means her little career is associated with a production that is just awful. Um that went to shit. So She's she's not gonna she's not gonna snitch. It sounds like you have a plan and the camera cuts back to the car. Yeah, that was our plan, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Shame how it all went down. I can't believe I misread Lily so hard. And the camera cuts back to the theater. <laughs> Do the three of you have to get there early? in order to do anything behind the scenes to make sure that this plan is successful? Uh, yeah, I'm going to make sure, um, check in with our, our little CCTV that we've got in the green room, um, make sure that the footage that we need is, is loaded up so that when we turn it on, it'll happen smoothly. It's not going to be like, okay, play recording. It's, it's just going to, it's just going to happen as if it's happening live. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing we recorded some stage prep nonsense to just sort of have on so we can usher Gary in and he can be back there and see pre pre play happenings. I need to show up early anyways because I have to make sure the stack snack bar is set and I baked a lot of the goods that are going out and then I have to make the basket and make the green room inviting with many snacks and drinks and treats and just who'd want to leave it's so cozy and i've got my eye on flossy i'm just watching her like a hawk so the camera cuts back to the theater and it follows renette as she walks past the costume shop and into the green room and renette You're starting to make sure everything is set up, making sure that everything is going okay. When you arrive in the green room, you do see Lily and you see Rowan getting, they've got their costumes on. They're getting ready. They're getting, uh, they're very early. And when you walk in, Lily looks up and says, oh, good. I, I don't think I want the lace part of this dress for the performance. 
can we take that off before the show? It's just, it's really itchy and, and I'd rather it be a different caller. Hmm. Well, you see, when we recorded it, it had the lace on it. And if a dramatist sees you in a different version of the dress uh, off stage, when he just saw you in a different version on stage, he'll know something's up. Your career goes down the tubes. I'm just saying. I, if you'd like, I can maybe add a little ribbon to, uh, along the inside to, uh, so that it's, uh, so it doesn't change the look, but it does fix the itchy. Okay. I guess that would be all right. Yeah. I can do that real quick for you. And Rowan maybe heard that aside and stifles a little snort. Mm -hmm. And she says, my costume is fine. I'm, I think this is going to go. Very well. I'm excited. This is my first time in a, in a show. I'm so glad. You're going to do great. Everything's going to go great. And we've all been working very hard on this. Uh, and we've got some very talented people. So I'm sure it's going to go smoothly. I did have one question. I don't know if okay. if this is the right time. Um, mm. When I was coming in, there's a weird mannequin outside of the costume shop. I, I'll go. I'll go check on that. Maybe it was like a prank or something. Damn kids. As you start to make your way back to the costume shop, you remember a conversation that you had with Mel mm -hmm. asking her if she could return it to Nick Snacks. Yeah. Yeah. But so when you get back there, back. yeah, it is, it is there. I don't like this. I, um, Walk directly up to the mannequin. I stare it down and I say, why are you so creepy? And the camera cuts to a close-up of the mannequin. Mm -hmm. And then a close-up to Renette. Mm -hmm. And then a close-up to the mannequin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A close-up to Renette. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Renette blinks. Mm -hmm. Damn it. And then the camera cuts again. And this time we see Georgie out at the concession stand. What are you doing as you arrive at the concession stand? I'm setting out pastries and snacks and making sure all the signs are straight and all the, the space is clean and inviting and just getting it ready for customers. Um, and then at the same time, building the snack basket for the green room because I want to build it at the same time so there's no holes in the concession stand. Like everything looks bursting and come get goodies. Yeah, it looks like you're the first one to arrive and to begin setting up and, and moving things around, getting them ready. And so you're closing in at the end of your initial setup goals, making your, your, your preparations. You hear uh, Miro's voice. He's sort of like loud and booming. And he comes out into the lobby near the concession stand and he's walking with Pickles. Pickles has a little backpack on. Miro sees you. And sort of ha holds his hand up, his finger up, as though he's putting a bookmark in a conversation with you, and walks up and says, I am very disappointed. I am very disappointed because you know that I am the greatest pastry chef in the past and in the future of Brindlewood Bay, and yet no one has asked me to provide concessions for my stage debut. Oh, Miro, of course we know that you are a Brindlewood Bay pastry chef. 
Yes. But, yes. But you needed to be focused on the play. That's why they asked me to provide the pastries. This was my one job. Uh, people will come and they will say, Miro, where are the pastries? These are not my pastries. So everyone will be disappointed. Georgie hands him the cookie. She made a special batch of cookies for the cast. They're like chocolate chip cookies, but they're everything cookies. So they have like chopped up candies. Like they're just like a fun. Oh. She just hands him a cookie. Miro, just enjoy this treat. I made them for the cast. They're nothing fancy, nothing like you would make. But, you know, I hope you find them reasonable. <laughs> Pickles watches you very closely as you pick up a cookie and pass him and hand it to Miro. And he looks very sad. Oh, Georgie gives Pickles a cookie too. Oh, can you roll the day move to see if Miro likes your cookies? I can. Presence, presence of your cookies. Yeah. <laughs> For reason, because it's your experience and, uh, I mean, reason it's, it's my cookie recipe, so yeah. I would say that I've honed it over the years. Yeah. If the dice agree with me mm-hmm. <laughs> on that statement. And this is your cozy activity. That is a seven. Well, Pickles is delighted. Uh, he has this this glow that comes over him on first bite. And Miro sniffs the cookie, pokes his tongue at the cookie, picks off just a little bit between two fingers, puts it carefully in his mouth, and he is not pleased. (laughs) It is okay. It is not something Miro would do. But I suppose... As long as you make sure to tell everyone who buys a cookie that I am not responsible for them, they are acceptable. Mira, you ate it wrong. You're supposed to take a big old bite. Don't you know? <laughs> it's an everything cookie. <laughs> Ever? No. <laughs> Georgie leans over to Pickles and whispers, What a snob. And then winks at him. <laughs> And as you get close to Pickles, you can see that the backpack he's wearing moves a little bit. Oh, Pickles. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what's, uh-huh. what's in the backpack? Oh, it's, um, it's, um, it's Bill. He pulls the backpack around and unzips it and Bonnet's nose comes out. Still wearing... The vest, the cravat, and the top hat. And Pickle says, I found this rabbit just hopping around downtown, and now he's my friend. That's a, you know, we met that rabbit at the magic show. He's, it's a good, keep eye on it. We got to keep eye on it. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a good bunny. Oh, do you, is, is he yours? He's your friend right now, so why don't you hang on to him for the play, and then we can talk about playdates afterward. Okay. Yeah. But I can I can keep him? Uh, go ahead and keep him through the play. 
you know, go ahead and keep him safe in that backpack so he doesn't run away. And then after the play, we'll talk more about playdates. Okay. Uh, You mean you want me to come over and play with you? Renette and I became a little attached to this bunny, but look, Bill's made friends with you. So, you know, and I thought maybe Pearl would want to play like. Oh, but look how festive he is and cute. Just keep him in your backpack. Keep him safe. And we'll talk after. Okay. Okay. I need to take the basket to the green room. And that's easy enough because Miro looks very confused and skeptical that he's supposed to put the entire cookie in his mouth. He's sort of standing there debating whether or not to do this this thing. But Pickles is very happy. And maybe you wait just a moment to confirm that he is not going to try to feed your cookie to Bill the rabbit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pickles, (laughs) Hmm? don't give that bunny treats. We don't. There's stuff in the cookies that might uh, hurt hurt the bunny. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, That's okay. I got Bill food. And he reaches into the backpack and he pulls out a head of lettuce. Yeah, that seems fine. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes he chews on it and that's probably good. And Georgie, you depart the concession area and the camera cuts to Birdie. Birdie, where did you go when you got to the theater? As the best assistant director that this show has ever seen. um, Am I just director now? I think I might just be calling myself director at this point. You you can call yourself whatever you like. I'm gonna. (laughs) I will. Um, So I'm directing this now. Um... And I think just first and foremost, Birdie goes around making sure everything is set where it needs to be, like the props are in the right spot, maybe checks the set with Caliban. Um, But the second that Flossie gets there, just watching her like a hawk. Mm -hmm. I don't think being subtle about either. Yeah. So you go around and you tend to your duties, but you don't see Caliban right away. Like he's sort of like in and out, but he's... I don't know, he was there, now he's not like quite right in front of you. You do run into Flossie with Fern and with Harry, crouched in a corner, and they're running lines. Uh, Harry is sort of like pumping dumbbells to get his, uh, his biceps all swole before this period piece. Fern looks completely lost and doesn't seem as though she remembers hardly any of her lines. And you can tell that Flossie is getting very annoyed with Fern. But they're off in the corner. Bertie just observes for a while um, and then comes up just to do like a quick like, how's everyone feeling? We feeling good about our lines? We all know what we're supposed to do today? Fern looks panicked. And Harry says, yeah, you know, if I forget my lines, I just make something up. We'll get through it. And Flossie says, I, I think I'm just going to go back to the original script. I, I don't feel comfortable with the changes you made. So I'm just going to do my original lines. Yeah, you're going to look really fucking stupid if you do that, Flossie, because none of your lines are going to match up with anyone else's. I was hired to do a job. And, right. and the I'm job that you're follow... hired to do changed. Yeah, you, you didn't hire me. OK, so you can just keep that to yourself. And oh, do you I'm want me just to go gonna... get the director? Do you want me to go get the director? We can talk about this? We can't. Oh, that's, that's fine. 
That's fine. Uh, and I'll ask her about the the changes that you have made to the script. And I'll just say, I'm not going to go on stage if I'm going to do these changes. I'm going to go on. I'm going to do the original script. You know what, Flossie? You know what? You don't have to go on stage. Give me a script. I don't even have my script anymore because I've memorized my entire script. Oh, good thing I've memorized it too because I fucking wrote it. You're fired. Get out. And there is a camera cut to the parking lot as Flossie storms off about an hour before curtain. And Bertie, this is probably a very exciting moment for you. I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> well, you watch her go. Uh, she did sort of like dump her costume on the floor. And you can see her walk past Caliban, who's out in the parking lot. She goes and gets into her car. And there's this weird moment where like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, good, she's leaving. Oh, no, she's leaving. Oh, good, she's leaving. Oh, no, she's leaving. And you can see Caliban sort of leaned over talking to someone in a car. And he kind of straightens back up. He looks a little confused. He looks around. You can't really hear what he's saying. You can't see who's in the car. But it sort of turns, drives off. And then Flossie has his full attention as she follows that car out of the parking lot. And then Caliban looks around, sees you by the door, starts walking up. Hey, Cal. Um, who who was who was who was that? What what was what's up? Well, that was Flossie. Isn't she supposed to be in costume? Uh huh. Um, who who were you talking to? What's going on? Everything okay? You good? Oh yeah. Someone. I guess they needed directions or something. Flossie's going to be back, and he checks his watch. Curtains, um, curtains coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, she's not. And the camera cuts back to Ringo. Honestly, no regrets. Yeah, I think you made the right call there. I think so. Like, anything else that happened, sure, it might have been chaos, but Flossie wasn't there, and so mm -hmm. I'm going to take that as a whip. Yeah. Just the, the lack of Flossie was honestly a plus. It did go better than I expected. I will be honest. Mm -hmm. Worse than it could have gone, but better than expected. Definitely At least in that than... regard. We really mm -hmm. handled those little detours. It's fine. You made mm -hmm. the right choice. Mm -hmm. I think Georgie's phone, like a text message goes off and she picks it up. And, uh, Calliope has texted her a picture of Bonette as like an update. Like Bonette's having a great time at the yarn shop. Like Georgie's just like, oh, and then puts her phone down. <laughs> we got the Did money for pickles. Um, I think that yes, you do know, but Georgie's not making live updates. You know what I mean? It's like a, oh, I found the bunny. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Cause Birdie is freaked out about it. She just, just wants everyone to know the bunny is handled. <laughs> yeah, but the bunny, again, is, the not bunny handled. is not a bunny. It's a it's bunny a fucking now. horse dog thing. Yep, that we were told to find. <laughs> I don't like him. It's okay. Bunny's in a bunny cage. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and the camera cuts. And we come to it on a tracking shot as Georgie is leading Gary from the Dramatist Guild back through the halls 
so I just wanted to confirm that um, we're we're being pretty faithful to this script, right? It was a strange. This is this is one of those plays that's on our radar whenever it comes up from production. Um, it's always a surprise when someone wants to do moose murders. You sure you don't have any more space out in the audience? I really prefer to be out in the audience. Oh, no. This is the the best way for you to experience this play. This is what the actors see while they're waiting to go on stage. You get the whole view, like the full experience. This is, mm. trust me, this is truly better anyways. Well, between you and me, the best way to experience this play is to look at it on the shelf and then not pick it up. Well... You know, in the green room, you have options. <laughs> okay. And you're passing by... Who are some of the people you pass by on the way to the green room? I think we pass Caliban doing some last-minute set prep. I think we pass Fern nervously practicing her lines. Oh, we pass Lily fussing with her costume and Pickles talking to his backpack. And you get to the green room... Renette, Bertie, are either of you in the green room at this point? Um, I'm probably with Lily fussing with her costume, saying, see, the, the lace doesn't touch your skin. I, I added this nice velvet ribbon. It's very soft against the skin. You won't feel the thing. Uh, are you sure we can't just take the lace off? It just, it's so yeah. itchy. Right. Yeah, well, it's not anymore. It's <laughs> objectively not itchy anymore. But I don't, I have a really sensitive neck, and she's like, Puts her finger under her collar and is sort of like pulling at it. Well, it's again, I, I, you can, un, again, you can take the top button off, but you can't take the whole collar off. I might, it's a period piece. I might, if I get too itchy, I might forget my lines. I might, uh, Lily. Yeah. You are a professional actor. You are so much cooler than all of these amateurs around here. Mm -hmm. So you can show them how it's done. Mm. Okay? Mm. I know you got this. She kind of doesn't make eye contact with anyone and mutters, wish everyone around here was professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, all we have is you. So you've got to set a good example, all right? Fine. We're all counting on you. I know you got this, Lily. You're going to kill it out there. And the camera cuts into the green room. I suspect we might see Birdie in Flossie's costume. So just like figuring out the layout of this place, is there any possible way for me not to be in the green room? Yeah, I was going to say you there? might. I, might, I was going to suggest that our Flossie... That's you, Birdie. Uh, you just, I mean, you're on stage enough. So like, but it, on your off scenes, you can just hang out in the wings and we just don't have to worry about anything else. Like you don't need, sorry, you don't really get a break. You don't get to go back to the, through the green room, but we can't have the dramatists see you. So uh, just chill in the wings. Yeah. I'm wondering how exactly I broke the news to you guys. It was probably just a string of emojis. Mm -hmm. And then frantic muttering. And probably Renette had to drop whatever she was doing to, like, correctly match the outfit. I don't know the exact words. Willow, help me out. Make so the outfit fit. Alter. Alterations. 
Alterations? Alteration. Alteration. I mean, it was an altercation, (laughs) honestly. You know, in this sense, yes, altercation. Altercation, alterations. Great. Mm -hmm. Try saying that five times fast. Yeah. No. Um, I think Birdie's trying to steer clear of the green room. Probably we've already told our stage manager about this. Um, Yeah. I it looks like Birdie, you've got your new costume on. And maybe you're frantically reading through the script uh, with Mel, who has sort of dropped her stage manager duties and is kind of freaking out. But she has this moment of like, well, at least I don't have to do it. Yeah, I'll help you run lines quick. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to copy some of your lines down and go hide them all over the set uh, just to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if I can take this scene by scene, then we're, we're golden. And that is about when you hear. Georgie's voice coming down the hallway with Gary. So oh shit. Oh shit. Um, is this is that the only door? No, I think you can invent whatever you need in this location right now. I think that there are two doors to the green room, and <laughs> because I said so, and Bertie hears Georgie's voice um and immediately hops up grabs her shit, probably has a prop or two that she's carrying with her. She's like, Mel, I got this. You do your thing. Hide some script things. We're good. We're good. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm great at talking. Okay, bye. And then I I think that Birdie just runs out the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's out in the direction where you exit? One of the green rooms that I've been in before was like, it had theater and then a uh, green room that had like an entrance to the outside of the theater, but also an entrance to like the load in dock. And I think that that's probably her best bet. She doesn't want to be seen by people either. Cause that's by like audience members or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's probably going to go to the load in dock and then realize how spooky it is by herself. If no one is there. You escape from Gary, get to the load in dock. You can see the, a lot of uh, Caliban's materials are sort of back there. The entrance to uh, Renette's costume shop is there. There's that weird old mannequin still hanging around back there. You can hear Caliban sort of like out on stage making some adjustments. So it's a little odd that there is also some sounds coming from within the lumber storage area. Like a little thump, like there might be someone there. Hey, Jonah, um, I don't want that to happen. So uh, everything's going to be fine and there's no weird noises. Sounds good. And the camera cuts back to the car. Yeah, that shit was fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think this, I'm good with this being my only, um, my only theater debut. Until we make sure that weird shit doesn't happen like that ever again. Every theater is just a little bit haunted. I feel like this one was a little bit too much more than a little bit haunted. You were not helping. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, it was a little hard to separate haunting from the sabotage. Yeah. And sometimes there's some overlap. Yeah. Spiteful spirits and whatnot. (laughs) Would any of you like to control the camera before the curtain goes up? I 
would like to move that creepy mannequin. If I could get Pickles to help me. Seems like a strong young man can help me move it. I think the camera cuts to you and Pickles in front of the mannequin. Creepy, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't have a face. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I want it out of here. I don't want it spooking any actors or, I don't know, anyone who happens to be around here. I don't want it pushing anyone off their game. Okay. okay. Uh, where where do you want me to put it? Um, I guess uh, further into, like, the the loading dock, the wherever wherever it was that birdie just heard those noises <laughs> yeah um okay and pickles picks up the mannequin and walks away mm-hmm. and the camera cuts to georgie where are you when the curtain is getting ready to go up Georgie's in the green room with gary she has already made sure that the volunteers working the concession stand are ready they have everything they need she tells them i will be in the green room text me if you run out of anything but there are backups of snacks underneath the counter um and then she's texting calliope while in the green room hey can you run to the pet shop and pick up a rabbit cage and some rabbit food and maybe leave it in my uh, my apartment (laughs) Or, yeah, in my apartment, and uh, I'll explain everything later. That that would be great. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to, and she texts back, I'm just going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to order it online. I'm the only one here, so I'll just, I'll have it delivered if that's okay. Oh, that's, that's perfect. I have, a, I have an app. I have an app. An app. Georgia text. Sure. Use app. Good. Thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, And Gary seems very content with this comfortable chair and this very extensive uh, assortment of snacks. And he picks up a cookie. Oh, this is very good. Wow. Okay, I guess um, I guess I'll just uh, watch here. Really? All the the seats were sold out? Yeah, I know. People were really excited for this show, huh? It's a really supportive community. All right. Okay. All right. And he opens up his bag and takes out a copy of Moose Murders and takes out a notebook, takes out a pencil. And at that point, Mel sticks her head in. Places. Places, everyone. And the camera cuts. And we begin a little montage that all of you have control over. And maybe the first thing that we see when the curtain goes up is Bertie on stage with some lines to deliver. And Bertie, you sort of look over to your left, and there's Fern looking panicked. You look over to your right, uh, and there's Rowan, who seems very surprised that you are on stage with her. What do we see? Would I be able to roll for this? Yeah, let's say that this is a night move. Yay! Okay. I'll do it. I'll do a night move. Maybe that's probably a composure. Okay. That is a 10. I think Birdie holds steady, um, surprisingly steady, at least for the first chunk of it. Hopefully enough to assuage the fears of her fellow castmates. 
a few lines go by and Rowan looks puzzled and then maybe a little pleased that you're actually saying the words that you're supposed to be saying. And Fern looks like maybe she's calming down a little bit. Oh, there's someone here to help me. She knows what she's doing and Fern seems to be doing okay. In the wings, we can see Renette sort of standing by and watching. Is there anything that you are tending to in just outside of the audience's view? Making sure that I see everyone uh, who I need to see. I'm making sure everyone is in the correct places and that there's not going to be any dumb overlap if someone is missing who is who might be in the green room when they shouldn't be. I'm just doing a head count, making sure everyone's where they need to be. Can you roll a day move? I think you're trying to, you're keeping a watch here. That is a hefty six. Uh, There are a lot of entrances and exits. This is a large cast. Everything is going okay. Everything is well. Okay. So then what was it that happened that made that set start to wiggle? Well, um, Lily was actually fiddling with her costume. Uh, She was, you know, uh, standing right behind the, you know, one of those fake doors on the uh, on the flats that make up the set. And she was she was pulling at the lace. Um, The stitches came undone all at once and her elbow ended up hitting the the flat. And she's like nine years old, but she's got an arm on her. She's stronger than you want her to be. So the the flat that held, that holds the door was just it just it, it all went downhill from there. Yeah, uh, from where you are, you can see that when she whacked it, she actually knocked one of the supports loose. So it's still sort of there, but it's not attached. It's no longer supporting. Then I'm gonna run behind the flats, so I'm not visible on stage, but I am going to try to become the support beam for that. I'm just going to hold it up. If I have to stand there the whole time, I will. Yeah, I think that the result of the six is that you're kind of anchored in one place Mm -hmm. and you know what will happen if you decide to move from this location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not ideal. Georgie, where are you? About 20 minutes into the first act. I'm I'm dutifully seated next to Gary, just checking my phone uh, for the concession stands updates and probably knitting. <laughs> you know, you've seen this recording and it's OK. I mean, it's it's acceptable. Gary keeps like looking up and going back to the script and like ticking a couple things off and making a few notes. And then there's a moment where. You can hear a kind of thunk coming from outside the door, maybe where the stage is, but, you know, I mean, it wasn't reflected in what you're watching. Gary looks a little puzzled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like everything's going fine. <laughs> and there's a moment when Harry comes in, like he's off stage. And as he walks by, I mean, you know that when Renette gave out costumes, they did not have any sort of offensive odors to them. But 
Harry's costume now sort of has one about it, which you can catch as he walks by. And that does sort of distract everyone in the room just for a moment. They all sort of like stiffen as he moves to his spot. Harry starts to sort of laugh to himself a little bit and looks up. It's like, I totally missed that line. I totally forgot my whole line. Gary looks a little puzzled, looks down. No, I think you got the, you got the lines, right? And Harry says, no, no, I totally, I, I made up. Did you hear that? I made up something about strawberries. I don't even know where that came from. Harry, Harry, hun, have you been drinking again? No, no, I mean, not today. We talked about this. You weren't going to drink before the play. It, it does skew your short term memory as it, it does seem. Well, I mean, I didn't, I mean, not today. I didn't drink anything today, did it? What? I don't know what you... Well, because here's the thing. You did just deliver that line perfectly. So the only thing I can think of is that maybe you're a little confused. <laughs> um, and he looks puzzled for a moment. And Hank is in the room with you. And he sees what you're up to. And Harry looks like he's about to, he looks like he just wants to keep talking about strawberries. I think Georgie just changes the subject. Like, <laughs> you did a great, he did a great job on that line. Anyway, it seems like this play is, is going without a hitch. Like, how often does that happen? This is so great. Did you want another snack, Gary? Oh, no, I'm fine. I still have, there's still like five cookies and uh, these, uh, no, I'm I'm all right. Thank you. Thank all right. you. How does this production rank in your in your experience of uh, watching Moose Murders? Are we did we do are we doing pretty well here? Or? Well, it well, I mean, it, you can only do so much with this with this play. Really, uh, it's it's sticking pretty well to the script, to the dialogue, and that's that's all I really care about. Yep, we have a. Again, a very supportive community. <laughs> That's what community theater is all about. Good, good work on that. And the camera cuts back to the car. So we all agree was... Harry was drunk, right? Oh, I could smell it on him. Yeah, I figured, yeah. <laughs> I could smell it from backstage. Like, even once he went back into the green room, I was like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, and that moment where his character and I get, like, kind of close, it was permeating. It was so gross. He smelled like an open bar, but, like, five hours into the party, you know? Mm-hmm. Lots like, of he different... smelled yes. sticky, if that makes sense. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes. you know that sticky smell? I know the smell you're talking about. I've worked in theater for my whole life. But honestly, Georgie, I am so proud of you. I know that was not easy, and you telling us what you said back there just... Truly, I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. You're inspiring. You had to do what you had to do. I had a, a higher purpose in that moment. And, you know, that was to, that was to gaslight Harry into yeah. being drunk. Yep. Sometimes we are gaslighting. Keep girl boss. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera cuts back to the theater. Ronette, you're still backstage holding on to this flat. Did, was there anything that you're doing during intermission? Uh, um, I'm going to try to contact Caliban to see if he can just jimmy up a support beam or something right quick. How do you try to contact him? 
phone. You know what? I'll call. I'll call. Hey, Caliban. It goes to voicemail. Bart. All right. Um, then I'm going to, oh, my accent is going. Uh, then I'm going to um, flag over the nearest cast member or running crew person that I can see well, as soon as the curtain closes at the end of act one. It takes a moment, but definitely Mel comes by. Hey, Mel. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? What? I'm, oh, I'm what holding, happened? I'm holding the whole show together is what I'm doing. Oh. Uh, could we get some duct tape or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, and she pulls duct tape out of her pocket. All right. Yeah. Okay. This is just going to have to do. Um, and we duct tape the support thing. Uh, so you spend much of intermission mm-hmm. with Mel taping the set. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you can use this door and you'll still have that wiggle. Mm-hmm. But unless something strange happens, it's not going to fall over. Okay. I'm going to warn everyone in the cast, particularly anyone who uses that door, um, to be very, very careful with it. Georgie, what is your plan during intermission? At some point, Gary says, all right, I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'll be back. I mean, this is a great opportunity to use the bathroom. That's what one does during intermission. And she goes with him, (laughs) walks him to the bathroom. I think that as you as you guide Gary to the bathroom, you come across Jessie, who is in her costume. And she seems just very glum kind of like in the dumps a little and sees you sees Gary sort of brightens up and then they have a little chat, but she looks like she wants some kind of validation for her, her vision, her artistic vision, but she knows your plan. Okay. I was going to say, wait. (laughs) So she's not like, she's, she's talking about it, trying to get her validation while still not betraying anything. Okay. I pipe in and say, Jesse, this is this is just a great production. I think we're all really enjoying ourselves. I hope so. I hope so. It's um, you know, you uh, you do what you can with what you have, and um, mm-hmm. and Gary's nodding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Looks fine. Looks uh, perfectly acceptable. I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't know that I need to really stay. I I've seen this show once before, and that was probably too much. So um. You know, it's intermission. I might just, um, I don't think I need to come back. I'm just going to go. That's all right. Um, yeah. I mean, if you feel good about what you've seen and that you're solid and that's what you'll report back, like we can head on out and I'll send you with some treats on your way so that you, you know, have some more goodies and I'll make sure you have a couple of extra programs too. You don't want to miss the local artwork. Oh no, I'm just, I... No, I'm going to, I mean, I'll stay at the bed and breakfast tonight and I'll, I'll head back to the city tomorrow. But, um, no, I just making sure that everything is the way it should be. And it looks like, and he looks to Jesse, looks like you're being very faithful to the script, to the words on the page. So that is much appreciated. And Jesse looks a little bit frozen. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Georgie is going to make sure this man actually leaves and doesn't try to sneak into the audience. <laughs> Well, he does get into the bathroom. The men's line uh, does seem to be moving uh, at, a, at a fairly brisk pace. And there are a number of people out here in the lobby. There is a line at the concession stand. And you can hear people sort of murmuring about 
what a strange play and how they didn't understand this or that. And there are a couple of people like, I thought Flossie was going to be in this. She's in the program. But you anchor yourself in the lobby and wait for him to get out of the bathroom. Birdie, what are you up to during intermission? Riding high on adrenaline. I fucking killed it out there. And I think that Birdie is just trying to go over her like act two notes, the blocking. I, that's that's the thing. I mean, she's been in the rehearsal process and has been micromanaging from the start. So like, I think she knows more than she realizes. Yeah, I think she's just going over, trying not to get distracted by talking to people or anything, but like probably intermittently texting Georgie and Renette, like, how we doing? We, we okay? We doing okay? Renette? Renette sends back door emoji, uh, warning triangle emoji, tape emoji, thumbs up emoji. And then like, I don't know if there's, is is there emoji that's like, eh, that's like a a hand that's a a horizontal hand going like shrug "Eh." emoji. You know what? Yeah. Same, same vibe. So shrug emoji. Thumbs up the comedy tragedy mask. And then like a car zooming away. I think Birdie just sends 14 of the 100 emojis, like six fires and like three of the cheesy like smile faces Mm -hmm. and then like 12 stars. Mm -hmm. And everything seems fine. Everyone is fairly optimistic. It looks like the set is fixed. It looks like Birdie knows her lines. It looks like Gary is getting ready to leave. And George, you're so you're waiting in the lobby. Gary's still in the bathroom. And that's when you notice Mr. Clegg in the lobby. And he is looking right at you. Lights flash for everyone to take their seats. And he comes up to you and says, Mrs. Sullivan, I asked that you back away from these things. And now... They've noticed you. This is just confirmation of what we've learned yesterday. So, I don't know. This is kind of a bad time for us. Can we have this chat later? <laughs> I have to make sure this uh, this gentleman makes it out of the building to his car and away. I may not be here later to have this chat. We really need to speak now. And his voice is a little hushed. Gary comes out of the bathroom. I'm just going to grab my bag and then uh, and then I'll go. It's OK. We were glad to have you. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your stay in uh, Brindlewood Bay. I'm sure I will. I'm sure it'll be a pleasant evening as soon as I get out of here. OK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Clegg pauses, watches Gary go backstage. Mrs. Sullivan. Mr. Clegg. This is your home. Yes. No doubt you remember New Year's Eve 2011. And the commotion caused by the doomsday preppers that swore that the world was about to end at midnight? Oh, yes. I do recall that. Do you remember what made them disperse? What made them all leave? 
I mean, truthfully, I was a little tipsy myself, so I don't recall the exact events of that evening, Mm -hmm. just that they were causing a commotion and then they were not causing a commotion. And the reason you don't know is because we worked very hard so no one would know. But there's only so much we can do about the midwives. If they are aware of you, there may not be anything that I can do to help. How did you disperse them last time? Mm, No, no, that's not what is important right now. What is important is that you behave in such a way so that they do not think of you as a threat. And I have to say, you and your friends are being seen as a threat. I feel as though we have already embarked on a course that is would be difficult to alter. But perhaps if we leave town for a weekend, that might help. Hmm. How about how about a week and not just a weekend? I mean, vacation. I could get behind that. Okay. Okay. That's a good start. And then you return. Mm-hmm. You perhaps don't get involved in matters that don't seem to concern you. Oh, but they do if they're happening in our home. You know, I appreciate you're clearly going out on a limb trying to help us stay safe. Very appreciated. Our curiosity cannot be quelled. Unfortunately, we really... We're on this path now, and this is my home. It has been my home for a long time, and I feel that I owe it to the community. I know Joshi would absolutely say that this is our problem. We're happy to step back to maybe let the heat off a little bit, but I think what would be more beneficial to the situation is if you could share any information you have about the midwives to help us more nimbly navigate the situation. Information is very dangerous concerning their organization. I mean, one of them, one of them is in this play. And I, I can only assume that they're on stage tonight because it's the three of you. I can't tell you who I can't tell you anything because that information is dangerous. Not even a a hint or a riddle. No, I will just ask that if you see things that seem a little unusual or dangerous, that you just let them be. Know that there are others attempting to address these issues, and that the three of you are just not in a position to stay safe. I feel like we could be in a position to stay safe if you gave us more information. There's a little flashing of lights, and there is an announcement over the PA system. Act two is about to begin. Everyone, please find your seats. And the volunteer ushers 
begin to close the door, shut down the concession stand. Mr. Clegg looks about. Safety is just not being involved. And he begins to back away. Please, don't get involved. And he turns to go. And the camera cuts back to Ringo. So... Mr. Clegg told us to not be involved, but am I wrong? Like, we're involved. Like, we're going to take this little breather, but it's a little late for that, right? It's a little late to say don't get involved. It's late late to say stop being involved. Like, Mm -hmm. we're in it. I feel like he should have been more direct from the get-go. Like, the creepy shadow talk at the beginning didn't really help his case as a reputable source. Yeah, and it was more more antagonistic. Yeah, like... It's just, we're involved. This is our home. We have to stop whatever this thing is. After our little vacation, of course. This this is a breather I can get behind. Right, right. And I I feel like that's going to be good for us. It'll, like, let everything slow down a little bit. Um, and, you know, we get out of town after the whole Moose Murders thing. Yeah. Come oh, back just, with a... Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come back with a... Rest it. We'll be rested. Clear eyes. Clear mind. You know, ready. Murder. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the camera cuts back. Could each of you roll the day move? Mm-hmm. That's a six for me. Four. Seven. <laughs> Excellent. This play is going so well. Renette, you're in the wings. We're about maybe five, ten minutes into Act Two. And maybe you're a bit distracted because Caliban hasn't returned your call and maybe you asked around a little bit and no one has seen him backstage since a few minutes into Act One. Maybe he just turned his phone off. You know, he's a very respectful guy. He probably heeded all the warnings uh, about not having your phone on. And it's, you know, even if he's crew, he's, you know, it's fine. Everything's great. And then when you finally look up, no longer distracted, what item is on stage that shouldn't be there? I'd say probably that creepy mannequin. What is that doing there? And Pickles is beside you. I didn't put it on stage. I put it back. Oh, no, I believe you. I believe you. Don't worry about it. Do you want me to go I'd, get it? I can get no, it off stage. Um, perhaps between scenes is the curtain. The cur- is the play already going? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll just go out there and get it. I'll just go get it. It's not let's supposed not, to be there. Yeah. Can, let, let's just ignore it for the I, time being. I can tell them it's not supposed to be here. I'll just stop and then I'll go get it. No. No. You, let's not interrupt the flow of the of the play. Hopefully. The audience has already filtered that out of their mind after noticing it, and they're focusing back on the, the action at hand. Between scenes, when when this scene finishes, and there's a, a small break, as Rowan runs to the other side of the stage to make her entrance from stage left, we'll take that opportunity to scoot the creepy mannequin off stage. It's going to be fine. Okay. Okay. Yes, but not yet. Okay. Yeah. Birdie, you're on stage. About five minutes have gone by before you notice the mannequin. I think it probably almost gives me a fright and I start tripping over a line 
and then I kind of like stumble and catch myself. From where you are on stage, almost everyone is around right now. All the actors are in and out. They're coming and going. Who doesn't seem surprised by the mannequin? I'm going to say Hank. That's right. I think that there's a moment when you're on stage and Hank is sort of like standing next to the mannequin and he kind of looks over at it, kind of has this look sort of like wash over him like, yeah, all right, why not? And he puts his arm over the mannequin's shoulders. I mean, hey, this is community theater. There's a strange thing on the stage. And he kind of smirks a little, delivers uh, his lines in Applicably embracing a mannequin. I mean, that's art, but also this is fucking creepy. <laughs> um, does he seem changed at all after touching the mannequin? Well, he goes about the scene and he remembers his lines. He maybe seems a little, a little happy with himself. Like, I just did some improv. Did you see how I just put my arm around that mannequin? That was funny. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I don't think Bernie wants to touch that. Uh, when's the end of the scene? Or is this one of these long ones that just keeps coming in with people filtering in and out? Yeah, this one ends at the end of the play. I think I try to, like, make eye contact with Hank um, while other people are talking and the focus is on them in the scene. And I kind of just feel like a wink and a, like, head nudge towards the mannequin to try and give him the idea to like take it off stage when he next leaves. Well, based on your role of a seven, he can tell that you're trying to communicate something, but he sort of like tries to slyly look about and doesn't quite get what it is you're telling him. Georgie, Gary's stuff is gone from the green room. You didn't see him leave, but his stuff is all packed up and gone. You pass by the stage. You can sort of look out a little bit and see what's going on. See the actors from the side. This is, this is interesting. And you can't help yourself because of your personal history. And you sort of look up to the lights. And you can see one of them swaying. Do I see Caliban anywhere? You do not. Do not is, see Caliban. Is there anyone around that I can point this out to? Renette is... Not too far away, because she's on the other side of the stage. If you were going to do something, if that light keeps swinging like that, uh, by the time you got to Renette, perhaps she wouldn't, you might not have time to do anything about it. Who's under the light? It looks like it's going to fall. Who's under the light? (laughs) Well, if everyone sort of sticks with their blocking, it would be Jesse. Okay, I guess Georgie might start by trying to be reasonable and trying to get Jessie's attention to like distract her so she'll move out of out from under the light. Failing that, she'll just run on stage. <laughs> Cause why the why the not? So you rolled a four, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so you're you're waving your hands and Jessie like at first, she like sort of sees you out of the side of her of her vision, kind of like gives you a little like mean little glance, and then is very purposefully ignoring you, <laughs> turns her back to you, and it looks like that light is about to come loose. I run on stage and I 
I just try to sh- pull her toward me. So like I can kind of le- like fall back with her rather than trying to like, like the least acrobatic move I can do basically fall backward with her because I just need her out from under the light. And Georgie's not thinking clearly. So yeah. Uh, roll the night move. Uh, a 12. <laughs> Is that a natural 12? A natural 12. I don't know what I, if I would had anything to add. If it was vitality, that's a zero anyways. But that's a natural 12. Excellent. <laughs> Georgie runs forward onto the stage and bear hugs Jesse and leans back with such momentum that they kind of slide a little bit back toward the side of the stage and then the light comes down they just just missing them and Georgie's fears of being hit by a stage light are yet again (laughs) confirmed it is a scary thing to be on stage don't do it (laughs) Renette and Birdie you see Georgie run right on stage grab a hold of Jesse, and then there's a giant shattering. Oh, no. Birdie fully says, holy fuck! Where's the dramatist? <laughs> so there's you a moment. Out, and he's there in the audience. <laughs> he is actually in the audience. Oh, yes. <laughs> no! I blame Mr. Clegg. <laughs> yeah, fair. There is a lot of confusion. There is a lot of noise. There is uh, everyone on stage starts milling about. When the light hit the stage, Miro squealed and jumped back, completely collided with the door, and that whole flat collapsed. No, my duct tape. (laughs) Did not hold up to Miro. Darn it. Pickles runs on stage, grabs the mannequin, and runs off as quick (laughs) as he can. The house lights come up, then they go back down. Then the curtain starts to close, and then it opens. Someone in the booth doesn't quite know how to react to this. No one is in character anymore. You could see Fern go for her hip, but she's not wearing a gun. Oh, thank God. No. <laughs> always, <laughs> always with the gun. Why? We'll talk. We'll talk about that. I think it's still just adrenaline. Birdie steps up and is like, Thank you so much for coming to this production of Moose Murders. This is it. We will not be here all week. Thanks again. Free cookies from Georgie on your way out. From the Go to the concession. Tell them I said so. Okay, please shuffle out in, a, in an organized manner. Oh, is that... And then we see, like, water trickling from the... Because I'm imagining <laughs> it's like a proscenium stage. Um, and so from the doors to the back where there's the exit, we see water slowly trickling. I'm assuming like from a busted pipe in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really fun. There was some we, flooding. Not, not flooding, flooding, but my, minor. My, a minor, just like a, just a little bit as a treat. It's just a sink or two. Yeah. Somebody left the sink on maybe. From, oh, someone left the sink on. From backstage, there's the water. Is that what you're saying? Uh, from the exit in the audience, like from one of the back exits where people would come in from like the lobby bathroom area, I think. Yeah. Someone put a caution sign down. Be careful. 
I bet it was Gary. Um, Gary left the sink on. He was in there a long time. That guy. Thank you again for coming. We and tried. then I say to the cast, like, yeah. we should get off the stage. We should get okay. off the stage. Uh, leave a wide berth around the wreckage of this light. I don't know. Ex- explodey? Do lights do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it hit and popped and blew up. Yeah. Okay. It might still be explodey is what I'm I'm thinking. Um, so keep, give it a wide berth. Yeah, it looks like maybe uh, where it was plugged in up above is sort of sparking. Yeah, let's um, not. I don't want to touch that. Hank, you have your you have your guitar in your car. You always have your acoustic, don't you? Of course. OK, so go out to the lobby and find a place that is not damp and play them out. Give them a nice show. Oh, yeah. 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 And he runs. He run. He like hey, jumps off the stage. Tri- don't. Don't trip on the... Don't jump off the stage! Ah, it's wet! (laughs) (laughs) Does Pickles have secretly, like, an affinity for classic rock? Wait, we do know that, don't we? Didn't we catch him listening to stuff? Like, way back when? I feel like he definitely often has his headphones on. Pickles, hear me out. I know you know the classics. This is your time to shine. And Hank is going to back you up. Go be a duo. Get out there, boy. Oh, no. This is your time. Oh. You got this. Oh, no. You got this. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if you super don't want to, but like, I think you're going to kill it. Mm. Okay. It cannot be any worse than what they just saw. Think of this as a practice round, right? So there's a little montage of Hank playing guitar in the lobby, Pickles sitting next to him and drumming very poorly on the guitar case. We can see Fern taking Gary away. No one should see this play. No one should see this play. No one will ever see this play again if I have anything to do about it. Honestly, specifically Moose Murders, totally agree with you there. And eventually everyone sort of dissipates. Georgie... Jesse makes sure to find you afterwards and give you a very long hug. And she apologizes for not listening to you, although really you shouldn't disturb the actors, but that was, it was okay. You should, it was good that you tried to do that. Okay. Maybe we won't need to do that in the future. That'd be great, but really you shouldn't. Okay. You did, you did the right thing, but maybe not doing that again would be okay. Georgie just returns the long hug and says, you're welcome. (laughs) As the three of you are getting ready to leave, Caliban sort of reappears. Like, oh, sounds like I missed something. What happened in there? Oh, my God. Where where have you been? A lot happened. Well, I didn't feel like I needed to really see the show. It was, uh, you know, it's not really my kind of thing. I'm glad everyone's all right. They almost weren't. Yeah. Well, yeah. We had another, oddly, another loose stage light scenario. Why does that specifically keep happening? It's very. Yeah, Georgie just saved Jesse's life. Wow. I guess I'll go. Do we do we clean up now? I'll go ask. Oh, uh, I mean, Mel. we at least need to make it safe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I sure can... things are turned off, you know, unplugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely make, keep the water away from the 
busted electrical equipment. Right. Yeah. The water was. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit. Just like minor flooding. I'll go see if Mel needs any help then. Probably. She probably does. Good to see you, though. Yeah. Cal, um, the girls and I might be uh, heading out for a little bit. Just just like a week or so. Oh, okay. We've, we've got reasons. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll um. Uh, I'll I'll text you. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh maybe uh. Keep your phone on this time. Uh, uh, yeah. He reaches into his. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I guess have a good have a good trip. I guess something like that. Yeah. So we're heading out. Okay. <laughs> Bertie, ever the flirt slash um, wingman question mark is like, oh yeah, if you if you end up finishing your work early, give us a call. Feel free to feel free to um, meet up with us. You know, sometime during the week. Like we have a place that we're staying. Oh, where where are you like going? That. Where are you gonna go? Oh, uh, Martha's Vineyard. Probably. Really? Sound good? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a friend who has a house there, so Wow. Uh-huh. All right. Well no, that's Might be uh... fun. Oysters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I've always heard I've heard great things about it, but it's uh, you know, a little pricey for me. Of course, if you were to come with as our guest, it would be a, a guest thing. Like I... my friend's got like all the shit. She never even goes to this house. She's fucking loaded. So, like, we have everything we need. We're probably not going to spend that much money. I I appreciate that. Uh, let me see. I don't how... want to push you. I'm okay. pushing you. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, let me just see how long it takes us to... If there's electrical problems and plumbing problems. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, yeah Renette. Yeah, just long uh, enough to uh, arrange it so some other people can take care of that. You've done so much already. Yeah. You deserve a break. You do. Yeah. I mean, retirement is kind of a break. That's what people say. They think it is. But then we keep winding up in these situations. It's exhausting. Well, um, maybe so. Let me, uh, let me, uh, I'll I'll talk to you. I'll give you a call. Yeah. And uh, let you know what's, uh, what's happening. Maybe, maybe I can make it out to Martha's Vineyard. That'd be nice. And then the camera cuts back <laughs> to Ringo. I mean, he could call it any minute. Any minute. We got, we just have to keep our rigors on. I'm always. But I mean, I don't know. You know, he's a busy guy. He's so noble. He's probably going to try to stay to keep to get the theater up and running again. But I mean, it, logically, it'll be a while before it's before it's a performable space again. Oh, before I forget, Georgie, I'm assuming Georgie's in the passenger seat and Renette's like taking up the full back. I'm taking like up in the, the full back. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Georgie, uh, take my phone and um, can you start composing an email for me? I would, but I'm driving, you know, Robin's email because she probably knows some people in the dramatist guild. And we can maybe make sure that Jesse is not like fired and the and the theater is like not shut down if we pull a few strings. So yeah. I would like to use my Thomas Magnum Maven move. Yeah. Because we are outside of Brindlewood Bay. Yeah. Summarize this email. 
basically it's like hey rob dabbling in theater it's chaos lol send your friends at the dramatist guild my regards we did a funny little thing it might show up as something weird maybe you can smooth things over for you and i'll get my friend georgie to send you some beautiful baked goods yeah you have the sense that just by sending this email she'll put some gears in motion and that things will probably be okay i mean gary the the first half what he saw was very much prescript the only thing that that he may have to um suggest otherwise is the second act and we all and we've already got all that evidence of i mean we've every that's when everything went wrong so as far as as far right. as and he I can mean, prove, the first half was we were planning on going by the script the whole time. It's just that in the second act, um, you know, yeah, when stuff falls bell. apart, yeah. when lights come crashing down, actors forget their lines and improvise. That's all. And, that's all it was. And, you know, of course, I graciously stepped in after one of our main actors just completely abandoned the stage halfway yeah. through the production. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. That's definitely what happened. That is what happened. Georgie, I'm sorry for offering you up for baked goods. Are you okay with baking some things? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I figured I, you were going to just bake things in general anyways. I, so we can know, just, like, leave them at the house. For yeah, her. I'm sure that I'll want to play in her kitchen. So absolutely, baking will be a fun activity. Yeah, she has, like, kitchen aids and things. I don't really know <laughs> what those are, but... I don't know if they're a person or like a like an instrument you use in the kitchen area. I think yeah, instrument. That's the right word. Yeah, absolutely. A kitchen instrument. Yeah. I I think at this point Pearl who had been sleeping in in Georgie's knitting bag wakes up and sort of realizes that like nobody is paying attention to her, so she yeah. pops her head out and like jumps into Georgie's lap and like Chir starts chirping and like chirps at birdie like hey oh. you should be you should reach over and pet me and like nuzzles george like everybody pet me <laughs> i am here so have you forgotten <laughs> oh baby absolutely take one of my hands off the wheel and we start twerping just a teeny bit <laughs> but it's worth it for the cat anything for the cat some point between them leaving the play and them getting in the car georgie would have had to tell them that she found Bennett. She would have had to convince Pickles, not really convince, just maybe suggest, Ew, what a exciting day we've all had. Perhaps I should take Bennett off your hands for some relaxed time while you go do your thing. Bunny ends up in the apartment. Pearl is, you know, so they know that we have Bennett. Are we all just like willfully ignoring it right now? There is a moment while you're telling them this when you include the details about Bonnet still wearing the top hat the vest and the cravat and Bertie when you saw that thing under the stage it was definitely not wearing the clothes that the other two had made for for it and Pickle said that he found Bill the rabbit hopping around fully dressed like that mm -hmm. So it wasn't the bunny the whole time. The weird fucking dog horse thing or whatever was impersonating 
Bill slash Bunnett. How many bunnies are there? And how many of them turn into dog horse things? That's the real question. I mean, I at the very least, I feel like it's a good sign that Bunnett is still wearing all of the cute little clothing we well, made. Well, yes, because Bunnett looks very dapper in it. Yes. I don't want to think about this, though. Because I know I love pickles like a son, like he's the son I never had. I don't want anything attacking pickles. Right. Look, Bonnet's in my apartment above the knitting shop, set up with a cage and food. Calliope knows he's up there and we'll send updates. So how about I just say nothing unless something warrants our attention? Okay. Okay. Speaking of things that warrant our attention, what happened to the mannequin? Did we see where it ended up? The last you saw, Pickles grabbed it and ran away to put it somewhere. There was a lot going on. That's fair. People almost died. There was a flood. There was a dangling, sparking electrical wire. He probably just skedaddled, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the camera lingers a little bit on the three of you. As you drive, mm-hmm. passing a sign that says Cape Cod, and it looks like if everything keeps going, you should be at the ferry to Martha's Vineyard within the next hour. Well, I, for one, am very excited about our stress-free vacation. We're going to have mm-hmm. such a good time, and, you know, it, it just it feels good to get to get out of town for a little bit, you know? Yeah, we're definitely not running from a big cult. No, no. Mm-hmm. I that's mean, the, it's vacation. That's the feeling that I'm going for with this with this murder-free vacation is I would like to manifest that we are not running from a cult. Right, there's just I pass my lucky yes. flask to her. <laughs> uh, Renette takes a big old swig. We're just going to relax. I'll do a little baking. Lots of antiquing, ladies. (laughs) Nothing haunted. No. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. no. Well-lit, not haunted antique shops Okay, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, everything's going to be fine. And we're definitely not going to run into people that we know, which is going to be great. Like, with all due respect, love the Brindlewood Bands. Love everybody. Great community. I just feel like being out of there will mean less murder. And I'm just looking forward to that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Put some distance between us. Oh, I just had a thought. Oh, no. Georgie, can you check my Facebook and see where my ex-husband is right now? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I could check on all of my exes. I'm just going to let it happen. Who knows? Does he have me blocked? Well, there's a little confusion over Facebook for a minute. (laughs) And the three of you spend a moment in silence, contemplating who you might run into, who you might not run into, and the camera fades to black. He did it. No, but really, he has me blocked on Facebook, doesn't he? You have to spend some time on Facebook finding out who has blocked you. (laughs) Everyone. I have 12 friends. (laughs) 